Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, August 7th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Rocksteady, the studio behind Batman, Arkham, Asylum, City, and Night, they're making a Suicide Squad game officially, and Sony's State of Play presentation showed gameplay for games like Crash 4, The Pathless, Belunky 2, Bug Snacks, and more, and they also announced a remaster of Braid, and that the recent Hitman trilogy will soon be playable in VR. The creators of the Batman Arkham games are officially working on a Suicide Squad game. Rocksteady, the super talented studio behind Batman Arkham Asylum, City, and Night with a K, are making a Suicide Squad game. It has long been rumored we were expecting there to be a big reveal during the upcoming DC FanDome event, but this morning... Rather unceremoniously, the official Rocksteady Games Twitter account simply tweeted, Target locked. Hashtag DC Fandome August 22nd. Hashtag Suicide Squad Game. And the accompanying image is clearly Superman seen from the back and a logo that looks a little bit like crosshairs spelling the words Suicide Squad appearing over his head. At the bottom of the image are some logos for DC, Rocksteady, and WB Games, but that's about it. That's all we get for now. So Rocksteady is making a Suicide Squad game. Superman will be in the game, and if I had to venture a guess, I would bet you play as a member of or members of the Suicide Squad, and you're trying to take down Superman, which is a great premise and the reason i know it's a great premise is because the amazon tv show the boys is you know basically that premise and it's it's a very engaging television show whose second season i am looking forward to it's surprising that this is how we ultimately learn what rocksteady is working on i love rocksteady and their batman games their next game could have just been called a new Rocksteady game and featured a plain black cover and I would have eagerly bought it and played it. I don't consider myself a fan of Suicide Squad, really. I don't know a lot about the anti-hero team, but I think that's the reason I am excited about it. I am eager to go into this DC universe without a ton of knowledge about the source material. It also feels like it's been so long since Superman has been relevant, but I I do really like Superman's stories. If anyone can kind of present him in a compelling, modern way, I think it will be Rocksteady. It's interesting to get excited about this based off, admittedly, very little, while Marvel's Avengers previews are going online, and the general feedback has been skepticism and then disappointment even to a certain degree. It's impossible to predict how these things will ultimately fare, but if I were a betting man, I would put my chips on Rocksteady's Suicide Squad game as coming out on top in the Marvel vs. DC 
collection of recognizable hero video games battle, which would actually be the reverse of the 2006 competition of Marvel Ultimate Alliance versus Justice League Heroes battle. It was a weird, surprising way to start the morning, but I am glad I now know what Rocksteady is working on, and I I can't wait to learn more. Sony's State of Play reveals more PS5 gameplay, Hitman VR, a remaster of Braid, and Alan Wake-themed Control DLC, and then just a ton more. Sony's approximately 45-minute State of Play presentation yesterday was light on big bombshell reveals and announcements, but it dove deeper into games we were already aware of, showed off lots of PlayStation 5 gameplay, and was just generally dense with a lot of stuff. The stream started off with lots of new Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time gameplay and details. Developer Toys for Bob showed how the game starts at Insanity Beach, which was the first level of the original Crash Bandicoot, noting that it has changed a lot. They also showed all the different things Crash and pals can do, like rope swinging, rail grinding, and more. You can apparently play the entire game as Coco, Crash's sister, which is fun, and they also revealed that Dingo Dial, a former boss character, will be playable, and that he is trying to get revenge after his diner was destroyed. There will also be this mode called Inverted Mode, which was created by a different developer, Beanox, that radically changes the look and visual style of each level in unique ways that encourages you to replay various levels. It continues to look cool, and I find myself getting excited for it, even though I wouldn't really consider myself a big Crash Bandicoot fan. Next up, Hitman 3 was shown a little, but the big reveal was that the game will be fully playable in VR with PlayStation VR, as will the campaigns from Hitman 1 and 2, which is pretty impressive. Braid Anniversary Edition was revealed next, which was very exciting for me. I love Braid. It was one of the first games that fit what is now almost a genre of smaller, more cerebral indie games that use familiar video game mechanics in new, thoughtful, and interesting ways. It was an incredibly novel experience when it first released, and I still really enjoy the game, having played it as recently as a few months ago. The anniversary edition overhauls the visuals, adding a lot more detail to everything, including animations. There are more animation frames, and It will apparently include all kinds of developer commentary, which is something I absolutely love. It is coming early next year. The Pathless was up next from developer Giant Squid, who is currently best known for Abzu, the calming underwater exploration puzzle game. Giant Squid was founded by Matt Nava, who used to be the art director at that game company. The look of the game Journey owes a lot to Matt Nava, and you can see that artistic sensibility in The Pathless. The game has actually been in development for some time and has been known about for some time, but this was the most we had seen of it in terms of gameplay, and it looks great. It's all about maintaining momentum while hitting targets with a bow and arrow, sprinting through an open world, and occasionally leaping up into the air and grabbing onto your hawk so it can carry you along. It looked awesome, and it ended up being a highlight of the show for me. Spelunky 2 has a release window, finally! It is arriving on September 15th, and the game's creator was on hand to detail a bunch of new stuff for the game, like the fact that you can now ride turkeys, for example. Genshin Impact is another game that had been revealed before, 
but this was the most we had seen of it up to this point. If I'm being blunt, it basically looks like a borderline ripoff of Breath of the Wild. It has a very similar art style and an open world. Every surface appears to be climbable. And in many ways, that makes me all the more interested in it. It is releasing in autumn, as they phrased it. Next up was Aeon Must Die, which is complicated. In terms of what was shown, it was a very cool-looking brawler. It had a very sci-fi tone, and the animation kind of looked like something Studio Trigger, the animation studio behind Kill La Kill and the recent Promare, would produce. But shortly after the stream, troubling details surfaced about the game. The Twitter account, at Calibrono, tweeted, All Aeon Must Die devs quit the studio this week due to crunch and lack of payments, and the trailer was outsourced to artists without contracts. And that tweet shared a Dropbox link detailing the issues facing the game and an image that said the trailer was created with abuse, manipulation, theft. Details are still surfacing about what is happening with the game, but it seems the grievances are substantiated. The publisher Focus Home Interactive released a statement later that read, Focus Home Interactive was informed of serious allegations raised by some of the developers at Limestone who have worked in the creation of the video game Aeon Must Die. These grievances are directed at Limestone, their direct employer. As the publisher of this video game, Focus is carefully looking into these allegations and will draw the necessary conclusions if they are proved to be well-founded and then take all appropriate measures. That statement feels a little like the buck is trying to be passed, but I do hope that these issues can be addressed and the original developers can be properly compensated. And you know what? Let's take a break right there before digging into the rest of the State of Play presentation. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Anno Mutationum, which I hope I am pronouncing correctly, is a cool platformer that takes place in a cyberpunk city. Cyberpunk is so hot right now. We also learned a little more about Bug Snacks. It turns out you're a journalist on the Bug Snacks Island, exploring and doing favors for the various residents, many of which seem to amount to bringing characters their favorite Bug Snacks creatures. The big revelation for me is that the game plays from the first-person perspective. They also briefly showed a giant pizza-themed creature flying overhead, which was weird. 
Vader Immortal, the episodic Star Wars VR game, is coming to PlayStation VR on August 25th. Controls AWE DLC, which has been teased as Alan Wake-related DLC, got a trailer. It's all very enticing and mysterious. As someone who really adores both Control and Alan Wake, it seems like Alan Wake himself may make an appearance, which is very exciting. Like a fool. I played the Xbox One version of Control, so if I want to play that DLC, I'll have to wait a bit. I like Alan Wake so much, though, that I am considering playing the game again on PS4, just so I can get timely access to the DLC. 505, the publisher, was nice enough to actually send me a completed Control save file for use on the Epic Games Store, so I could play the first DLC, which I enjoyed, so, you know, hey, maybe I can do that trick again. Fingers crossed. Auto Chess, the popular, you know, well, Auto Chess game is coming to PlayStation, which is neat. It's one I have never gotten into, but maybe this is where I will give it a shot. The Pedestrian is another game that had been previously announced, but was shown a fair bit during the State of Play presentation. It's a puzzle platformer where you move between various types of signs, street signs, office door signs, etc., It looks very charming, and it is coming to PlayStation 4 early next year. Hood Outlaws and Legends is a competitive multiplayer game based on the Robin Hood mythos, where you are robbing from the rich, but then some people don't like that you do that, so they try to stop you. It looks like there are different classes of merry men and women you can play as. Feels like we're overdue for a good Robin Hood game, or, you know, really a good Robin Hood anything. The last movie was supposed to be pretty rough. There was volume in 2015 from Mike Bithell, which was a Metal Gear Solid Vision Cones kind of stealth game that had a Robin Hood sort of story to it, but not much else comes to mind. Temtem, the heavily inspired by Pokemon game with online multiplayer that entered early access a few months ago and was very popular, is coming to PlayStation. And then The State of Play presentation ended with an extended look at Godfall, which was one of the first next-gen games to be announced, and now it is the next-gen game that we have seen the most of to date, I think. I might be wrong about that. But in any case, the game's director Keith Lee showed off lots of gameplay and explained why they consider the game a looter slasher. It's a melee action game you can play with others or alone, And you explore four realms, earth, water, air, and fire realms, in order to beat up monsters and collect upgrades. One nice thing about the game that Lee pointed out was that the game's release will represent a finished product. No plans for DLC or extensive patching, no microtransactions or anything like that, which I really love. If the game does have some story, it also implies that it may have a satisfying narrative conclusion, which makes me excited. Lee also detailed the various weapons you can use. It seems like the weapon you use kind of dictates your class, almost like Monster Hunter. There are quick blades and slow two-handed swords. It's nothing we haven't seen in games before, but it does look sharp, you know, being a next-gen title, and I am curious about it. My long-term prediction for the game is in a few years, we will look back on it fondly, but with the caveat that it was a launch title. And launch titles do have to adhere to, I mean, frankly, unfair restrictions. Time is never on the side of studios developing launch titles for new consoles. You have to make a game 
while learning how to make games for a new console, and it often, understandably, limits the scope, among other things, but I suppose we will see whenever the consoles launch. Overall, it was a good show. Sony was smart to set expectations kind of low, or at least, you know, not get people excited for all kinds of PlayStation 5 news, of which there was not much. Weirdly, I think Braid Remastered might have been the most surprising announcement for me. I I love that game, but never thought its creators would be interested in revisiting it. In terms of games I want to play right now, though, right this second, The Pathless looks awesome. I cannot wait for that. Not much today in terms of new releases, but Horizon Zero Dawn is out on PC. It's kind of a big deal in the sense that it is one of the PlayStation 4's bigger exclusives, and it is on the PC platform for the first time. It's not the first PlayStation-exclusive game to release on PC, but it is arguably the highest-profile one. It could be representative of a future where PlayStation 5 games come to PC after shorter exclusivity windows. I'm curious to see how its sales affect Sony's opinion of games on PC, whether they still see that platform as main competition or not. That's it for gaming news today. I played Halo last night, the original Halo. Over at MinMax, we're doing a deepest dive on Halo 1, which is our series where we attempt to have the deepest, most thorough discussions about specific video games on the internet. Rather than playing a game in full and then talking about it, we break it into pieces and talk about games in chunks. We did a Final Fantasy VII Remake deepest dive, for example, over the course of five multi-hour episodes. It's a series that we're proud of. So for Halo, we're splitting the campaign in half, doing the first five levels, getting together, talking about it, doing the final five levels. And then we will do a third episode focused on multiplayer. So I got through the first level last night and it was a nostalgic trip. I am intentionally playing the original game as opposed to the substantially visually overhauled, not quite a remake of the original Halo that released on Xbox 360. And I'm having a good time. I'm not far, but it has been fun revisiting it. I believe the first episode of the Halo Deepest Dive will air next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that. I also played a little more Paper Mario, the Origami King last night. Still enjoying it. Sorry, I don't have a more interesting update to offer there. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home. Or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please, consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussions. I will talk to you more about video games on Monday. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.